This is Cami, And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 76. Squawk! Polly wants a cracker. Cami, what is wrong with you? Oh, sorry, Madeline. I was just reading my Twitter feed and it reminded me of a parrot. Everyone says the same thing over and over. Oh, gosh. I think we need to fix that. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. In episode 75, we covered the different types of calls to action you can use, including things like leads and free gifts, using questions, watching a video or asking people to watch a video and much more. So make sure you listen to that episode for some in-depth tips on taking action. But the devil is in the details and how you approach your call to action is just as important as the type of call to action you choose. Isn't that true, Madeline? Oh, totally true. So you know, problems with many calls to actions and well, this is what we're talking about today, the problems with these call to actions and how to overcome them. So this will make for a fun episode. So are you always selling? You know, we don't want to be doing that because we don't want to be that guy or that gal, right? Who always has the sales hat on. It's just not good. And you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't work anyway, right, Cammie? Like, like that just doesn't work. No, it definitely doesn't work. And I think that the reason that we do that or whenever we get into that sales mode is because we think that we have to put on a persona or some kind of do something action thing that, you know, really doesn't serve us well. So we actually have gone over a couple of things. I know you guys, our listeners are probably not the super salesy type because we attract people that aren't because neither myself or Madeline are the super salesy types. So I would say that the bigger problem for our listeners, Madeline, is that you're never selling because you're afraid that it will turn people off or come off as being salesy or out for yourself. I think that is definitely where I'm coming from. I don't know. I mean, Madeline, you've overcome that to a certain degree. And there's some mindset shifts, I think, that we have to to kind of overcome to get past this idea that we're selling and we're going to turn people off and we can't sell. So can you kind of talk about one of those mindset shifts for us that you know about. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to say that like what you were just saying that we all feel like we're turning people off if we're selling. I mean, I've had so many people tell me like, I don't want to overly promote myself on Twitter or on Facebook or Instagram because I don't want to come off salesy. So I think it's really good that we talk about these mindset shifts because, you know, it is important and we want to get our information out there. And, right. And, and we have like let, three really good ones that we came up with too. Yeah. I think, for mindset yeah. Shifts, because right? it is important. It is important to do this, you know, to not say I'm not going to ever promote because I don't want to come off salesy. Like that's not the way to look at it. So let's talk about this first. 
that's a tongue twister, mindset shift. And that is if you don't give people a way to work with you further, you're doing a disservice to your community by not sharing your knowledge. And I've heard so many of the big influencers talk about this. Amy Porterfield is one where they're like, hey, if you don't put your information out there, like, like say an online course, you know, we all have knowledge, right? We're all an expert at something. If you don't put it out there, you're doing a disservice because people could be learning from you. And I always think about that when I'm not putting out enough, you know, courses or programs. It's like, I have to remind myself, say, Madeline, there are people that want to learn from you. So put these programs out there, put it in place. It's not being salesy. It's not being like, oh, I'm better than you all. It's me simply sharing my expertise. So it's important to have that mindset shift. Yeah. And I really think that another thing you want to think about that is that even if somebody else is offering the same kind of expertise that you have, which they likely are because there's nothing new under the sun, you are the only person that can offer that in the way that you offer it. And I think that's really important. I'm thinking about Kyle Hetrick, and I know we've been talking about him a lot lately, but he and I had a call last week about his new warrior project. And he is also uh, launching a podcast about the kinds of things he knows about. And he's like, what do I know about that people really like? And he, and really what he was saying is that he could really offer how to do things on a shoestring budget. That's sort of his expertise. But he was thinking about the naming of his podcast. And I don't know what he's going to land on in the end. But the truth is, is that he should put that together with his warrior project because it all goes together. So like, you know, people will learn about him through the podcast and then they will go on to buy his products through his company. Just like you and I do that as well. We have communities that convert. And one of the things that we do for our clients is help them to build their online community. So communities that convert makes a lot of sense for our business. You want to do something that aligns with your business and brings people through the sales with you. And so it becomes less about sales, but just serving them at a deeper and deeper and deeper level. Absolutely. I think that just you just nailed it right there. Excellent. And I love that you use Kyle as an example, because that's a really great example. Another mindset shift is if you are making more money, you can make a bigger impact in the change that you're trying to make and the people you're trying to help. So hey, there's nothing wrong with making more money, right? More money, more money. (laughs) There's an ad about that. (laughs) Sometimes there's an incentive like, hey, you know, you're able to make more money by, you know, providing value to your community. I used to be so bad, Cammie. Well, I still kind of am, but I was really bad about giving away too much for free. Like I just give everything. You know, you're doing that too much when everybody tells you you're doing it too much, right? I mean, I've had so many colleagues that you are just giving away too much for free. So I had to get in this mindset shift of, you know, I have to remind myself, this is my business and it's okay to get paid, you know, for the information and helping people have a transformational experience, right? I mean, we are trying to transform people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that because one of my secret desires, by the way, I haven't told my husband about this yet, so don't tell him until later, is that I would love to eventually give away half of my income. That's something that I'd really like to do, like, you know, do some really impactful nonprofit kind of work around the world. And it's something that I kind of have, have as a dream. But in order to get to that level, you have to have enough money coming in that you can cover your expenses and that everything kind of comes together. You can send your kids to college. You can do the things that we have to do. And so one of the things that I have really started to try to like really live into in my mind is that if I can have this bigger impact, the only way I can really do that is by growing. And more than that, through the business itself, 
how many people can I help to become independently wealthy or, you know, able to support their families or whatever that is? You know, I think you have to think bigger than just the immediate future. And if you have a bigger vision, it's going to make it so much easier for you to understand the why and be able to charge, you know, a fair fee for what you're doing to help people. And I think that's something that, you know, I'm kind of going through this mindset set shift right now myself. As you know, we have talked about this for years. It's not the easiest for me. I have no problem selling my services to businesses, but you know, there's a lot of individuals that also have asked for help from me that I've in the past just said, Hey, I don't have any way to help you. Yeah. So, you know, that's really the bottom line on that. So that's that third mindset shift. It really turns out that, you know, you really need to be able to make that impact in the world. That was the second mindset oh, shift. Second, we got I'm one sorry. more. We got oh one more. Oh my gosh. There's and more th- people. And There's this more. is one that I love so much. So, and the third mindset shift is if you're worried about what people think of you, it turns out no one really cares, or at least not for long. Plus, will the haters feed your family or make the impact you were born to make on this world? No. And I tell you, there's a great quote that I just love by Ann Landers is something I heard a long, long time ago. And Cammie, it has always stuck with me. Listen to this. And like, everybody, just take this in because it's, it's so true. At age 20, we worry about what others think of us. At age 40, I started saying age 44. At age 40, we don't care what they think of us. And at age 60, we discover they haven't been thinking of us at all. Wow. <laughs> And that's just kind of mind blowing, but it's so true at age 20. I mean, yeah, I always worried about what people thought of me. Right. And then it get a little bit older and it's like, you know what? Nobody really cares. They're worried about themselves. What do you think? Yeah, no, I do. And, and if people have that longevity to hold a grudge against you, that really is poisoning them anyway. Sure thing. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, even if that isn't true, even if you have somebody that really you think is out to get you, even that person, by the way, isn't thinking of you 24 seven. You know, they only are maybe kind of popping out of the woodwork once in a while to kind of like throw rocks at you. But the truth is that people really are looking at themselves and wondering how that they, what other people are thinking about them. So we're all sitting around worried about what each other thinks. It's a loop. It's a terrible loop, actually. So, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself is to get out of that loop and just move forward in your vision. And focus on you. Like if you focus on you and not worry about others, you'll be golden. Yeah, absolutely. So the second part um, that we want to talk about today is in addition to the mindset changes, which I think are so important. Another part is really your content itself. First of all, are you just making announcements or creating conversations? I think that's where the the rubber hits, hits the road between what feels like a salesy conversation versus a helping conversation, I guess is the way to put it. So in other words, does your content need work? It's a little bit hard to look at ourselves, but we're going to take a few minutes to look over about four things that we kind of think that you can do to tune up your content to make it a lot more powerful, impactful, and to effortlessly sell your programs, your your services, whatever it is that you're offering. Yeah, for sure. So like, for instance, ask questions in your copy. So instead of just making an announcement that your content is up, Hello, guilty as charged on that one. Use it as a way to start a conversation. Like you really want to start conversation that works every time. Yeah, absolutely. The second one we want to go over is having micro conversions in all of your content so that people are challenged to participate. And also by doing this, you train your audience to connect with you and build trust. It really is great to ask for like a very small conversions. And what we mean by that are things like, 
you know, what we do in our calls to action in our in this podcast, we ask you to look at what we went over in the episode and come to the group or go on Twitter and tweet something or put together a video. We always ask you to do something small, even if it isn't a sales conversation. We're asking you to do that. And at some point, you know, whenever we really need you to like respond, hopefully you will have been in a good conversation with us over time, or at least a number of you have been for sure. Definitely our group is full of those conversations. So those micro conversions are so important in your content. I totally agree with that. Next one is put out content that isn't completely finished. So in other words, conversation starters, you know, button up content can feel so finished that no one comments, they just consume. And we don't want that. You know, we want these conversations. So listen to episode 20. If you go over to our website, you can get to our, uh, and we'll have in the show notes as well, but episode 20, five ideas to get your community talking. That was so good. We shared lots of great stuff there. So what do you think, Cammie, like just, you know, making it so that people are conversing with you? Yeah, I think it's so important because um, one of the things I learned early on in blogging back in the olden days when we were first blogging is that if you put together this like epic content, you know, with all kinds of footnotes and links and everything that people would read it and they would maybe share it maybe, but more likely it would be fairly quiet in the comments because they felt like you had done all the work. Um, One of the big things that we did back then was we always thought about adding to the conversation. So if a post, you know, you read through it and you thought, oh, wow, and it made me think of this. And then you'd put that in the comments. So there was like almost many posts in the comments from other people. And it was so invigorating because people felt like they were part of the process. and They felt like they were making something together, I guess. So I think when you allow other people in to create with you through either a Facebook group or on Twitter, I know that that's really the the beauty of something like a Twitter chat, for example, putting up a question and everybody gets to answer. I mean, there's a guest, but the truth is, is that the fact that everybody gets to answer and get acknowledged for their thoughts really is what makes it exciting. Absolutely. So the final one, I think, is using content that includes examples of how someone you have worked with has overcome an issue. This is something I like to call embedding. You can highlight people that you've worked with And even though you're not talking about yourself and how great you are, you kind of get credit for helping them. So that when, here's the thing, so that when you issue your call to action, people are ready to have you help them because they trust that you can because you've already helped someone else that are like them with the same issue or problem. They've heard that, you know, it's almost like whenever you have a testimonial, I mean, those are really great. But actually, as you're also putting out your own content, highlighting the people that you've helped putting them up on on your podcast or interviewing them or highlighting them or you know on your blog where they you kind of go into their details and how they did something it helps them it helps you it makes you look like the expert even though you didn't say hey look what kind of a great expert i am yeah. um, i think by helping other people and people seeing you do that that helps you as well in a very uh, non-sales I love that. way i yeah. love that and then they're going to go share that with their community and so on and so on so yeah i love that so we're ready to share our call to action for this yep. episode. And we love the action takers. So, hey, guys, if you're not part of our Facebook group, please be sure to join because that's where the conversation continues over at facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert. So what call to actions are you using to engage your audience? And what fears do you have about selling online and uh, for your audience? Share with us in the Facebook community. We want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. Let's learn together.
So that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week with another great one. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.